looking for adventure in 2023? How does island hopping in Thailand sound? What about marveling at waterfalls in Iceland? Or tapas with your new BFFs in Seville? What about discovering the world with an awesome group of 18 to 35? Explore all of this and more with Kintiki. You'll sleep in the coolest accommodation and learn from local guides and experts. Visit Kintiki.com. That's C-O-N-T-I-K-I.com to book your next adventure. Kintiki. Travel together. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We have a special edition today, 7 to 8. Mike Schaefer going to move from Thursdays for this week only to today, so we'll have him from 7 to 8. Robin Washington will be moved to Thursday this week, and there is you opening a can of sparkling water. Can of whoop-ass. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How about that? We've already got a can of whoop ass open at six oh two a.m. Yeah, that's what it's going to be for this Tuesday. Got my coat on. Yeah, you do because it's. Why don't uh, you tell people why I have to wear a coat in the studio? Because you're weak. And <laughs> you have weak skin. Weak skin. Yeah, I have weak. You you claim ever since you know I mean for the last I don't know seven years in the studio at least we got we had a new air conditioner like seven years ago. And my side of the desk here, of the, you know, the studio, does not get the cooling of the air conditioner. Yours gets the full blast. Yeah. So I'm over here sweating usually, take my jacket off by the middle of the first segment, and you are in a coat for the full show. Yeah, so I'm going to go outside and warm up. I'll let you go to your remote outside. Yeah. I'll, I'll be in here. You can go sit outside. Please your... acknowledge Harrison. Yeah, good morning to our producer, the EP, Harrison. Harrison, you'll be on a microphone today for the, the song of the day. The, the, the grease board thing's got to go He gave away. me an 8.7 yesterday on Lose Yourself by Eminem. I want him, I want him on the microphone the first time he, he barfs into the microphone I'm, over one of your songs. I'm going to guess today's song will not get an 8.7 from Harrison. Okay. Your haircut looks good. Yeah, I got it cut Friday. Thank you. It's a couple uh, days late. Thank Friday. you. Yeah, Friday. It's, today's Tuesday. Like yesterday was <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yep, that's where we're at right now. Hey, before we get going, big news yesterday. Nebraska basketball, the women said. Thank you. At home beat number five Indiana, and it was not close. 72-55 Huskers get a big win. Their second top 10 win of the season. They beat Michigan earlier this season at home. They beat number five Indiana, though. 72 to 55, Nebraska had an eight-point halftime lead, and they just pull away in the second half to win by 17. Sam Hybe had 10 of her team-high 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jazz Shelley also had 14 points. And, and Sip, they're 19-6 and six overall, 8-6 and six in conference play. And number two, now they're uh, number 15 in the NET net rankings yeah, following that win. Yeah, they uh... – Big one. 
enhanced what was already a strong resume for the NCAA tournament. It hadn't beaten a top five team since '09. Were you in school in '09? I got to guess that was was that yeah I was in school in '09. Were, were you? Well, you, was, you that, was that the Kelsey Griffin year when they went yeah. undefeated? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I was definitely I I I went to like ten of those games. They beat. That that was number five LSU, and I don't remember that hmm. game. I mean, was I, it in Lincoln or not? I don't know where it was at. Um, I don't recall that being here. Yeah, I don't remember that game against LSU. But that Nebraska hadn't beaten a top five team since '09. That was number five LSU. How about that? Yeah, well, that's it's a big win. Indiana is now eighteen and four and ten and two in conference play, and. <laughs> You want to know the opposite of what the men are doing? So you you said the other day you watched in horror on su- on Sunday as Nebraska faced a forty two to ten run against them in men's basketball. Yeah, Iowa outscored Nebraska's men forty two to ten over the last fourteen well, minutes of the first half. How about this? In the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter last night, the women went on a seventeen zero run. Seventeen zero run against the number five team in the country. <laughs> right. That's a little bit. Di- a little bit on different, the road. A little bit. Different oh, no, that was a pinnacle. Yeah, pinnacle. Why did I keep thinking it was, was on it the PPA? Yeah, pinnacle, their next, pinnacle, their pinnacle, next pinnacle. game is on the road at Penn State on Thursday. Very winnable. Yeah. Well, any, I mean, this team – okay, so stay on this for a little bit. Nebraska's women, women were 1-6 in, in quadrant one. They had that top 10 quadrant one of the NET – the NET has four quadrants. Yes, correct. Do I need to explain this? No, I got that. Four quadrants. One is the best wins. Four is, you know, the not-so-great wins. Nebraska was just – the women were just one and six. But they now, though, they have two wins against top ten teams, Indiana and – Michigan. Yes. They beat Michigan by 21 points on January 4th, 79-58. Yeah, so this is – In Lincoln. This is an interesting. There's a lot of interesting things about this team. Markowski's rise is interesting. Alexis Markowski. I mean, I was thinking about last night. She she is starting because of Bella Craven's injury. Bella Craven's is a good center. Amy's got Amy's got depth on that I mean, team. Look at I mean last Bella Craven's can play. I mean, if, she's a good player. If you're going to beat a top five team, I mean Nebraska spread it out. I mentioned Shelley and Hybe both had 14 points. Alexis Markowski. 10 points, 15 rebounds. Ten big points. point, you know, big there. 10 points, 15 rebounds. Allison Widener had 11 points off the bench. Uh, Izzy Bourne had, had 10 points and four boards. Hey, and, it, and you mentioned Bella Cravensip. She had 7.6 rebounds. So, I mean, that's that's a collective group there. It's not just one person going for 35 points. No, they, they, they are a team. They are, I mean, Amy has said, Amy Williams has said she likes the team's depth and versatility. And... And that's that's their strong suits. They, uh, and that's the way Amy wants her teams to play. And by the way, okay, I'm just gonna do this, and I what, know what, your eyes glaze over, okay, because because you don't care about anything that happened in anybody's lifetime but yours, because you're a millennial. And I get that. That is um, not true. <laughs> that is slander. <laughs> you called me weak skin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's true. You, you have a coat on. You, said you my, have a coat on said, in the studio. You said, look, at, look at it. It is 70 degrees in here. You, you see that? said my skin Seven. is weak for some reason. I just showed the people watching on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video, video stream that it is 70 degrees in here. Not on this side. It, it, it is they, on that side. They honored what I was getting at. Is they honored Martise Ivy last night um, at the game. She was Nebraska's first 2,000-point scorer. 
I I mentioned her because in part because she was in school and I was in school. Um, Incredible player in the mid to late eighties. Exciting player. Remember that name, Martise Ivy. Jake. She was. I know that name. She was. She was a. I mean. I don't know how many players they've had better than Martise Ivy on uh, in that program. I would say Kelsey Griffin, and I would say maybe Karen. I mean, I'd say Karen Jennings, but man, you can't. I don't know. I wouldn't go too much further than that. Anyway, there's some women's basketball. We'll we'll talk to Schaefer about women's hoops. We will. Too. Yeah, but it's fun to see after such a devastating loss for Nebraska men, where they were down by 36 points on Sunday. Your women's team comes back the next day and says, don't worry, we got you covered. I know, Your basketball nice. fans will be the top five team by 17 points on our home floor and distribute the ball everywhere. It Everyone's going to have a piece of this. Last night was exciting. If you're following that game, watching the game, or if you're just tracking it on Twitter, it was exciting. I mean, they buried the number five team in the country. And, and now... They're pick. It seems like they're sort of picking up steam. There's there's teams. been some cons- questions about how you know how far this team should make the dance. Like you know they're fifteenth in NAT. They oh, should they should have you know for sure stamped. Starting to look at a sixth seed. Right. I mean yeah. There's should be no doubt they yeah. will be a tournament team. Yeah. The question's gonna has been you know how far can they go? But well, they've beaten two top ten teams. Right. So they have struggled with maybe the middle middle of the top of the big of the big ten, but they've beaten the top. Now twice mm-hmm. of the conference. So if you're beating the top, hey, that's what you got to do in the tournament. So you know they know they can beat quality teams. Oh, they right now, yeah, right now when you look at them, you figure they're going to win in the tournament. It's just a, a question of how many games. Exactly. So this is this Match-ups. is getting exciting. This is getting to the point where I, I need to get over there and do some columns. Yesterday though, I did do something that you'd be interested in. Hmm. I drove. I was I was over in the airport area. Um. <laughs> What okay. was I doing over there? Oh, I, w- I went to that McDonald's out there because my regular McDonald's is uh, was full, so I just drove out there. <laughs> no. It's, yes. Instead of that's, waiting in that's line. Like hours, that's like miles away from your regular McDonald's. No. I mean, yeah. But I was on. I was doing my phone work. Okay. So if you're on the phone a lot like me, you drive. And airport dr- McDonald's over Yeah. There. And you know what I saw, Harrison and Jake? Two cell phone towers within, like oh, here we go. Again. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to go on a long diatribe about new? this. I don't know. I don't know how old they are, but they there are two cell phone towers within probably a hundred yards of each other. I'm telling you, it's coming. And I drove up to one of them and checked it out. What does checking it out look like to you? Just see what the Maybe structure, the apparatus it? looks like. Knocking on it. No, they have a big wall around it, so you can't like touch it. But the yeah, I. I mean, there's two of them right there. There's a there's that big band of hotels over over there um, by the airport. You know, I, I know the hotels. When you come, when you go east of the airport, and they're off to the north and east of the airport. If you look, and you don't, you don't notice them unless you're looking. There's there's two cell phone towers within a hundred yards of each other, and, and pretty soon you'll notice it, or you won't notice it. There'll be one on your street. And you may or may not notice it. It'll just happen. I'll keep my eyes out for Okay, that. there how, you go. How long does it take to put up a cell phone tower? I, I don't know. Good question. People Real, do this like in the middle of the night so it we feels can't like see it. it. Yeah, it kind of feels like that's what's happening. 3 a.m. is to put that tower up before yeah. it's 5. Yeah. Let's get it done. Two hours. Yeah, before the before the sheep see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, uh, all right. Four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. I like this question about you to can ask. watch on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Again, the show sponsored by Gain and Trucking. All right, so we saw on Sunday uh, the effort of all in by the Rams actually work out. They went all in. and We talked about how they traded all these picks to get Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey on their roster. They got Odell Beckham Jr. Von Miller was a was a big addition via via trade. They went all in, sacrificed the future, saying we don't care about that. We'll get there when we get there. We want to win right now. And you know what? It worked for them. I'm curious, Sip, could we ever see that in the NIL era of college football? Now, there's no draft picks in college football. There's no salary cap as of right now in terms of NIL in college football. So you don't have to worry about the effects of the future in that regard of of you know of screwing yourself in terms of drafting players and being in financial hell, but you know, some people think that Texas A and M this year, you know, even though Jimbo says we didn't pay, you know, there's not a lot of money going to those players. I don't think people believe that. There's the belief that Texas A and M is trying to go all in with this recruiting class they got. So could could. Could a team go L.A. Rams in the college ranks? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's my question. It's obviously, it's it's much different. There's this, there's a free agency structure in the NFL. Okay, there's it's only kind of like that now in college. Football. No, it's not like that. It's not. No, it's not. First of all, there's only there's a structure. There's a time of year Correct. when it's possible. Correct. When it's when it's feasible. There's there's only a certain amount of players available. Um, right? Do you understand? I got it. Um, you understand there's 32 teams in the NFL? I do know that. And there's one, I mean, I don't know, there's 130 Division One teams, 130. There's, it's not, there's not a, no. So the answer to your question is, could a team in the college ranks sort of do <clears throat> what the Rams did? Not, not really, no. I mean, it's not, because the structure's not in place to do it. You can go all in on on NIL in college, but it's much more of a crapshoot than it is in in um, college. Because, for instance, there's negotiations. There's sort of there now. Listen, there are okay. kind of negotiations in college, but it's only a few players that are involved in that type of thing. So no, and and there's no. It's much more rogue in nature in college, meaning somebody like Deion Sanders could come out of nowhere and swoop in. Well, he has. Right. He has already. Right. At what school Jackson is that? Jackson State. Jackson State. Or – They got the number one player in the, in the nation this past year to go to Jackson State. Right. I don't two. know. I guess you're rough – I guess you can make some sort of rough comparison to an NFL team swooping in, but not really. I mean – there's only 32, and it's very it gets very predictable. College, no. You can fortify your roster, but to to make it your battle plan, we're just we're just gonna hey, we're going all in this year on NIL, and we'll pay whatever we have to pay, um, to to load up our team. Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't think that's feasible. I think it's really chancy. Um. So, no. Now, what Nebraska's done is kind of impressive this year. And, and but, but, man, I'm going to tell you something, Jake. I'm going to tell you something. They got work to do in the portal. 
they got it. They have to fortify the defensive line and the offensive line. Okay, it's I'm t- I'm telling you that will it'll you'll get a better sense of it in the spring. But man, we talk a lot about the offensive line. That defensive line is un. There's a lot of unproven parts there. I mean, oh, it's a huge concern. Yeah, we Casey talk- Rogers yeah. was hurt last year. I he's I I think he's still a little hurt. Um, that means Ty Robinson's your guy, right? You like him, but it can't be just him. You need to have depth on the defensive line. Those guys don't want to play every snap, right? You need, you need Nash Mocker to step up right now and, yeah. be, and be good. Ruquan Buckley, Marquise Black, all these guys, Mosai Newsome, that you have no idea. Inexperienced. Most, you have no yeah, idea. Inexperienced. So they got to go to the portal. Now, here's – okay, now we're in the discussion. So you would say just go to the portal and find the best defensive lineman and pay him a zillion dollars. No, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not like that. That's not going to happen. Um. Oh, Vince is on the line. This is awesome. It's not. It's not. It's not the same thing. For, for one thing, you have more teams going after the yep. kid. And well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's more teams going after him. But so that's that's why you could, in theory, go all in. If if Nebraska were to get a five star pass rusher that Bama wanted, that Georgia wanted, it, and all of a sudden they got him, he's not from Nebraska. You got to wonder how much money did they pay him to come here? And okay, what, if and I were is to that guess, their version of going all in. Yeah, I know a lot about NIL. this NIL world. To get that type of player, the kind of deal that Nebraska would probably – I mean, there would have to be an avenue to at least a quarter million dollars, I would think. An avenue. I think more than that. I don't know. I don't know about that. No, I I think Five star I think I have a rusher. better sense of this than you do. What, what's Bryce Young getting? A million dollars in NIL, they thought? 1.8. 1.8. Okay. Yeah. That's an elite quarterback. Yeah. You think it was going to be 250K to get an elite pass rusher right. that might be a, a, a top 10 right. pick? No right. way in hell. To beat Bama and Georgia for him? He might need millions. You have to pay more than those guys. Yeah. Because they can say, hey, we'll pay you, but we win championships. Do you, you want to go there? Do you understand that, that technically you're not supposed to use NIL money for recruiting? Well, I, I don't think that's the way it operates. The question becomes: The question becomes, at what point is an athlete no longer a recruit? Once he says yes to you, not not a recruit anymore. I just committed right, to exactly. you. <laughs> yeah, technically, you're not supposed to use it for recruiting, but guess what? It's used in recruiting. Right. It is. It is. It's I not got, supposed got to a, be. I got a big deal for you yeah. if you come here. Right. It's not supposed to be, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, who would have ever thought that might happen? Yeah. Who could ever thought I that? I hear you. Let's get a call from Vince, Vince is on the in line. Napa, or up early on the West Coast, on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? I, it's Vince. really good to hear from you, Vince. Haven't It's been a while. Yes, I know it has. The nerve of this guy to sleep in before, before uh, you know, how, how quarter, dare you, quarter after 4 a.m. Uh, <laughs> the nerve. How dare you? The <laughs> yeah, nerve. I know. What nerve? What nerve? But uh, let's see. But as far as, you know, as far, as far as the conversation is concerned, I mean, as far as all in and how similar or how different it is at the college ranks, I mean, I think to me, you know, to me, when you're relying on the transfer portal, uh-huh. there kind of is an all in element because. You know, when you're struggling from a recruiting standpoint as far as having misses and that sort of thing, 
you know, you're trying, you know, you're, you're relying on the transfer portal to cover up from that. Kind of similar like you are in the pros, where if you've missed on draft picks, you're trying to erase those mistakes with the free agent market. Now, you look at the NFL free agent market history, I mean, you know, the, the best, what's, what's considered the best acquisitions have been Drew Brees and Reggie White. It's just a matter of do you live in New Orleans or do you live in North Wisconsin, do you consider the best? Right. But again, those two are outliers, you know, as far as like the ones that have really come in and just um, totally changed the fortunes of a franchise. But okay. um, I mean, so, so you know, so, so that's where it's similar, and um, you know, but but here, but here's where, but here's where it kind of becomes different okay. because uh, it kind of becomes different because it's like you take what Nebraska did by bringing in Casey Thompson. Okay. All we, you know, Casey Thompson is just sacrificing one spot for a, you know, for a high school, high school and or JUCO recruit. So it's not like, it's not like we traded uh, four high school JUCO recruiting spots to Texas for the right to get one. So, I mean, an individual transfer is just kind of a one for one. You're replacing a recruiting spot in your pool for a transfer spot. Yeah, that's a good point. Real good point. Thank you. All right, Vince. Thanks, Vince. Hey, yeah. Vince. Good job. Yeah, thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. It's nice to hear from you. Now, I don't know. Yeah, there's no trades in college football. There's not. <laughs> you wonder, though, if Is there could... ever a time that might happen? Of course. And, and you know what? What I've heard coaches talk about is s- trades across sports. You have a middle blocker. Our volleyball team needs a middle blocker. We have, we, you have, we have a quarterback. We can trade for your middle blocker. The the problem with that How about doing it across sports. The problem with that is that I mean, college, college is is supposed to be for an education, but it's supposed to be. <laughs> That's funny. It's supposed to be. Yeah. And if you because you know, we're still talking about that, a I, lot, I'm aren't just we? I'm just saying it's funny thinking about that where you're trading somebody instead of them like voluntarily leaving on their own and going somewhere. You know, you're, you're just saying, hey, sorry, we gotta let you go, and you're going you're going to well, Texas. Well, I now. mean, the, like the, the right so now how, the decisions they make the decision themselves. Okay, now hold on though. I don't. I hate to sound cold, but if those people that advocate so passionately for paying student athletes, they want to pay them, but they don't want to treat them like adults. So they get these these yeah these student athletes are like pay them like adults. They deserve it, but no, you can't trade them. You can't open up that possibility. You can't cut them. They're just kids. Uh uh-uh, uh. Wait a second. What what are we talking about here? You want to pay them like adults. You want them to pay taxes. Um, they're employees. You want to make them employees. But there's certain things that don't apply that apply to the rest of us. No, I, I don't buy it. If you're going to pay them, then they should be, you should be able to trade them. And you should be able to cut them. And you should be able to criticize them. I mean, what, where, what's the cutoff? That's the big question here. Right? I don't know. <clears throat> It's. I mean, I. I just think it's. It's. A, it changed the. It yeah, changed everything. Tra- trading trades might be on the horizon, which I guess. It, oh, it's been brought I, up. I just can't wait to see it on the bottom line. Nebraska trades running back somebody to Appalachian State for two players. There for two middle blockers. Yeah, for, well, John couldn't need a middle blocker. Yeah, a middle blocker, a volleyball middle blocker. It'd be kind of. Fun. Well, think think about go back in time here. For example, like, think about. I just always bring up Khalil Mack for some reason at Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy that was a top five pick in a small school. Yeah, 
think about if trades were op- were available back then, like what Bama would have given up to yeah. him, Buffalo to get Khalil Mack, or, or Nebraska would have said, hey, take six players, we'll, we'll take Khalil Mack from you. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. How many How many running backs? <laughs> how many running- Nebraska's got look, seven look scholarships. What, what do you want? Yeah. We'll take him. Not all of He's them. He's not for sale. I'm saying how many guys. <laughs> I'll give you ten. You can have three ten of our players. running backs. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I understand. But no, I don't. It's and that's when Nebraska would have been ahead of time with when they had Mike Riley. They had uh, Billy Devaney, right? Yeah, Billy Devaney. Yeah, he could have been. He was the GM. He could have been doing some GM work. Had all that NFL background, right? But he was the he GM. was ahead of his time. They didn't have the portal back then. No. Then the other thing that people don't understand that's interesting about this whole conversation is, and this is public. I'm not. I mean, this is all public. Um, Okay, so if you're looking at the Nebraska football structure, you have Scott Frost as the head coach. I think you would you would say that Trev Alberts is the president of operations, yeah. president. Yeah, he is. And you would say Jared Lambrecht of ABM, Athletic brand, Branding and Marketing, is the GM. The GM resides outside. He doesn't work for the university. He can't be in, directly involved with Trev Alberts or Scott Frost. Jared Lambrick runs ABM. He's essentially your general manager. Do people understand that it's not Trev and Scott that are putting together NIL deals? That's not them. They can't be involved in that. Do you understand that? I get that. So your GM in this scenario is effectively someone who's not employed by the university and can't be directly involved with the university, except their compliance office, which is always watching them. This is college football now, all right? College football. Tre- yeah. Trev Alberts, Trev Alberts gets a report from the ABM office on the activity. That's the extent of his involvement. This is, this is what we've done this month or whatever the period is with student-athletes at Nebraska. That's it. Trev has no, he can't, he has no say in it. Can't be directly involved. So there's a big difference between the NFL and college right there, right? The NFL in college, there's a, a general manager that works for the team. There's a head coach. Yeah, he's not an outside entity. Here. No. It's no. not affiliated with Nebraska's quote-unquote general manager is non-affiliated with the university. And the other part of that is not a lot of schools are as structured as Nebraska right now. They don't have a Jared Lambrecht. So Jared Lambrecht, he, he, can, he can go all in himself, basically. Yeah, well... Here's the deal. It's Scott. a little tricky, though, isn't it? I've got somebody that would like to come here. Right. Because I have a deal worked for them. But I don't know if that conversation can even happen. Maybe it can. I don't know what the rule is there. Do you see the problem? Do you see the issue? It's, it's, it's a it's glaring issue. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's, it's interesting. But that's the structure. I, I, I just like, want like to watch all in in these times in for college football. Right. I, 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 I want people to understand that. At Nebraska, the head coach is clear, Scott Frost. I would say – you wouldn't say Trev is the GM. You'd say he's the president of operations. And Jared Lambrecht is the, effectively the GM. Head, heads up the NIL operation. Nebraska, does not work for Nebraska. The GM doesn't work for the university. Right. He used does to, not work for the university. He, he, can't, he can't have – the coaches cannot have direct involvement in NIL. That is – that is against the rules. Yeah. Well, I'm just again. I'm, I'm curious again. It, what what going all in will look like eventually 
in college well, football. I, now, if, now, could if, Nebraska be if the, trades become a part of this? Well, forget trades. Would I would say I would be open to the idea of Nebraska becoming a leading NIL school. Well, they, they a school want to that's be. no well. I don't. I've never heard him say that. Well, a lot of people have said that Nebraska would be would be uh, not necessarily a king, but they they would do well. A with school NIL. known yeah. for for paying large amounts of money to high profile student athletes athletes that okay now I'd be okay with that the the way Nebraska's done this is they keep it pretty low key they do not that's their I think that's their style the the style they want to use um with their NIL structure just keep it low key and um I think that makes sense I think it, you know why it makes sense. I'll tell you one. Okay, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example of why it makes sense. Say that. Okay, so a lot of these student athletes they get they get part of their deals is they they have to make so many appearances at various places over a certain amount of time. Okay, mm-hmm. and they get there's built in there's built in cash for that. Not all players get that. So if your players are going out in the community and making money, you have certain players doing that, you keep it low-key because you don't want all of your roster to know what they're doing. Right. Hey, why is that safety why is that safety going out to this this big event in Lincoln, but not this safety? Does he does that mean that safety is ahead of him on the depth chart? Because he's out making appearances. While this safety's not, that's happening. By yeah, the way. I, that sort of that sort of scenario is happening. That's why you keep it low key. You don't want that out on social media because the, the other guys in that defensive backs room are going to be like, okay, wait a second, what's this mean? That dude's out. But that that whoever the person is in charge of the contract, if it's a business, might want to have that out there about who the safety. Well, but is. but the on ABS retweeted that. Yeah, yeah. Well, but good luck. Yeah. Um. Here's a question from Big Slim before we get to break. He says, uh, question, with the, NID, with the NIL deals going stronger, we know what Reggie Bush got under the table. At least he got a lot. What do you think he would have gotten in today's market? I, don't, I, have no, I, don't, I have no idea what he got from USC. What, what, okay, then what do you think he would have gotten in today's market then? Well, we, this, this we was, established this, that Bryce Young's worth 1.8. This is the number two overall pick from USC the, when he went to the pros. We established was, that Bryce Young's worth 1.8, but that's a, he now he's – it's very rare that that's happening, that players are getting a million dollars. That's a very small fraction, Jake. I mean, it's not I, 12, 10. I think you would have been in that conversation. Yeah. Reggie yeah. Pushwood. Yeah. He's number two overall pick. Yeah. Well, I got to put my coat back on. What? I didn't tell you to take it off. Weak skin. Weak skin over there. Weak skin sip. We'll have more next on an early break <laughs> of the ticket. 